Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everybody, my name is Vanessa and I'm Asabi, and together we are Wine, Wine and Sympathy. Sympathy. Yes, so what's going on with you? Oh my gosh, life has been moving forward. Oh, yes, thank God, 2020. <laughs> I feel like 2020 is the new swear word. Uh, for example, ready? You know what? You can go in 2020. Oh my God, I feel so offended. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, it's so true. If, if you were annoying me right now, I would call you a 2020. Oh, you're such a 2020. Right? Oh, that's a great one. I like that. 2020, the new you swear welcome. word. Yes, you're yes. Welcome. Get it. Um, yeah, so we're about to head right on into October. What? How cool is that? And I just had, I had three gigs this month in September. Super proud of you, babes. Thank you so much. Mitchell Creek and Lefties. Yeah, that was hot. And the Bearded Lady opened hot. again. Yes, very exciting. So um, good times. I kind of feel, I mean, it's not 100% back to normal, but it is getting there. But I kind of feel like you're already doing everything. I mean, like you're working on the podcast, the transcripts. You're doing other podcasts. Yes, Which that is we true. can all check out on your Facebook page. Yeah. Asabi E. Goodman or just Asabi. I think it's uh, just, just, I think it's Asabi, Asabi Goodman. Goodman. I should check that. I don't, I changed it at check one point. I know. I am totally like. I will, okay, <laughs> attach to this episode. I will put a link to your website. Okay. Because then at least people can click on your stuff and see what you've done. Because I know you did a poltergeist. I did, you yes. Did. I was on an episode of You, Me, and a Poltergeist back in, I think that was August. Yes. Right. So they I haven't read. Listened to it. I've been Yes. Busy. They read, that's okay. They read a couple of my ghost stories, which was really cool. I should I'm doing it now. I'm actually, while I make our chicken rice for dinner, mm. I will. Listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You'll like it. They're cute. It's a really cute podcast. Everybody should check them out. You, me, and a poltergeist. And so, lovely woman, what have you been up to? Um, Gosh, I've just been working, working, working uh, with the day job because I am trying to save some money to, what is it, grow myself? Oh, <laughs> or just yeah. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh-huh. go with that. Uh huh. That uh-huh. sounds amazing. Okay. So I'm studying, and then I've added another uh, thing to study, and then I've 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 thought about what I want to achieve by the end of the year, which involves more study. And then I also <laughs> actually decided before I do all the study, I went on a holiday. Um, thanks to uh, tourism in Queensland, I went good to go to Caloundra. Um, oh, beautiful. For a couple of days. Yes, I love Caloundra. That's so Oh, my God, nice. it was delish. We stayed mm. in a beautiful resort um, and I just I, I did the whole Queensland tourism thing. And, yeah, now I'm back and chugging away until my birthday in December. Oh, actually, your birthday in November. Oh, that's, that's what right. I'm going to do. One, two. Yes. Chuck, chuck. That's what I'm going to stop and All right. have a holiday again. That sounds amazing. I should have a holiday. I haven't been on a holiday in a long time. Anyway, 
You can't mm. really count isolation as a holiday, can you? No, because there was a little too much uh, anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever got on holiday and had anxiety. Right? right. That's why you go on holidays to get r- is to leave the anxiety behind and go and relax and have a good time. So, we have an amazing guest coming up today. Super excited for this. Yes. So, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back right with back, our guest. Gollum has an unhealthy obsession about some bit of jewelry. Doesn't even know this is what the precious is. Stupid therapist. Gollum. Cookie Monster's a bit of a stress eater. Cookie, cookie, cookie! And homicidal robots really just want their best friend back. I know I did and said things that she regrets, but why is that my problem? But what all these monsters really need is therapy. The podcast Therapy for Monsters finally puts monsters in a therapy chair with a real therapist. Me, Tim, your friendly neighborhood therapist. If you'd like to learn a bit and laugh a bit, check out Therapy for Monsters on your favorite podcast app. That's not kind of productions podcast. And we're back. Oh, welcome again to Wine and Sympathy with Asami and Ness. We have got an amazing guest, one of the people that I love dearly. I'm so glad she's here with us. Um, Kim Both of the Raise Your Glass Australian Pink Show. Kim is a Mount Isa-born singer and musician. She's accomplished and versatile and a very powerful performer. I have seen her live. She is one half of the duo behind the Australian Pink Show, which is a tribute show that focuses on the music of Pink, Lady Gaga, and Aretha Franklin. She's also an experienced vet nurse and has performed as an equestrian athlete <gasps> in a no previous way. life. Yes. You that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, we're going to open up every door today. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Kim. How you going? Good. How are you? <laughs> very good. Very good. Oh, so good to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Kim. How cool is this? And you also, without sounding like an idiot, you do look a little bit like pink. <laughs> Seriously, you're gorgeous, and your hair is fabulous. Yeah, Ness was asking me, she was like, does she look like pink? And I was like, yes, she actually does. She looks like pink. Yeah, (laughs) this is cool. How long have you been a part of this, uh, Raise Your Glass? Um, We are on our seventh year, although do we really count this year? No, no, this year doesn't count at all, does it? Yeah, so seven years. Yeah. And Asabi, how long have you been involved with it? Oh, I've only been involved with the Pink Show for about a raise your glass, I should say, because there are other Pink Shows in Australia. I like this one better. Yeah, raise your same. Glass. So do I. That's why I perform with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been with them since 2017. So, yeah, that's what January of 2017. As a matter of fact, I think I was traipsing through Europe when I received this sort of random message on Facebook saying, hey, would you be willing to come and sing backing vocals with us? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, can I call you? I'm like, well, I'm in Copenhagen, but. Copenhagen. <laughs> so, um, so you just found Sabi online on the World Wide Web? Yes and no. Um, I'd actually seen her perform uh, with Blues and I was like, I think there's mine. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love that. No, no, no. no, I saw her and I was just, just absolutely loved her talent. And I thought, um, 
you know, she'd be an awesome asset to our show if she wanted to have us. <laughs> Are you still working in veterinary science? No, I'm not working in veterinary science um, at the moment. Um, due to COVID, I unfortunately uh, was put aside um, due to re restructuring within the businesses. Basically said that I needed to choose between my business or their business. Wow, and that's uh, rough. That's pretty much the crux of it. Yes. And yeah. so I tried to negotiate trying to do both, um, but they were not willing to kind of come to the party, so. What tunnels? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I want to talk about that a little bit because like a lot of performers in Queensland, we have to wear two hats. Multiple hats. Multiple hats in some cases, but, yeah. you know, you have to have your quote-unquote day job and, you know, what's stereotypical for actors is that they're waiters or bartenders or something like that. And then you're a performer on the weekends, which usually starts Wednesday, Thursday, and goes all the way through Sunday. So you don't ever really have time off. And then if you couple that with having a family, as I know you do, it's just really difficult. So how do you balance that when, when you were working? Because you were working almost full time, weren't you? Um. I was only working two to three days a week, but they were they were ten hour shifts, so more or less. Most medical <laughs> stuff is ten hours. I understand. More or less full time, um, and yes, we are um, raising our granddaughter, um, and um, you know, owning the show is a twenty four seven affair. So it's you wake up, you do band, you go to work, band. Whenever you're doing something or not doing something, you come home, you do the kids, you do band. Um, so it's just a, a revolution mm. that you get on, really. Do you know what's interesting about this COVID time too? I feel like this is not the first person we've talked to who's had a little bit of a, a setback with the day job. You know what it is? COVID has given people the right to be, or given employers the right to be assholes. And that to me is so shocking. The time when we're all supposed to be coming together to help each other out, the government has actually said, here you go, here's JobKeeper to help you help your employees. They've turned around and done the opposite. You're already doing three to four days a week. Why couldn't they just keep you on that instead of pushing you? Because they wanted you out, right? Um, I think, uh, well, I mean, there was potentially, I guess, some other underlying things that were going on. Um, the head nurse and I didn't kind of see the personality that kind of worked with me. I guess I'm probably too honest. Didn't put up with a lot of stuff. A lot of <laughs> shit. Yes. Well, and you know, Ness and I were just talking about that this morning, actually, the fact that people cannot separate their emotions from business. Now, I, let's just face it, yes, I have been called a hard ass bitch, which I like to say bitch is a good word. We, we, we love the word We bitch. love the word bitch, so I never took offense to that. And I love that people saw me as a hard ass, but I never mixed my emotions in with my business. And, and I operate that way when I work as an entertainer as well. I operate that way coming from a corporate lifestyle. I mean, I worked in corporate environments for 20 plus years, you know. 
And you have to be that way. I was taught that way. I, I had male and female mentors, and they all said to me, you have to be able to separate your emotions from business. Like, yes, there are people that will throw their emotions into it, but you, you can't do that. You cannot do that and survive. And I, I honestly feel that that's probably the only reason why I was able to survive for as long as I did. Because I think if, if I had allowed my emotions to play into a lot of things, I would have just quit years ago. I would have been out years ago. You, and that's very smart. Yeah, there's some people that just, you know, and yes, and sometimes it would get the better of me. And I would go home and I would have a bit of a cry. And then I would say, all right, let's really break down what I have to do to get through whatever this issue is and then I just did it, yeah. you know, and 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 you can't take it. And I'm not talking to you, you specifically. I'm talking yeah. to the other person. You can't take whatever happens at work too seriously because in at the end of the day, you're all a team and you all have one particular goal, which is basically to make money. And you're working in a business that is the bottom line, and you just got to get through with it. Yeah, yeah. I certainly. Um wish that she kind of would have seen it that way um, and even management to some degree would have seen it that way um, because we were a very strong team you know but you know work from the reception all the rest of it but just this particular head nurse she uh, for some reason saw me as a threat because I could kind of see things differently to her and when I would voice my opinions or if I was doing shift and I'd go, one little thing, and I would go and change it because it's supposed to be our clinic. But she saw that as a, as a threat and took that to management. Ugh, so what a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, so. <laughs> we're using the term, because we, we love the term bitch, because we're always like, bitch, please, like, oh, bitch, whatever. We have decided to start saying tunnel. Tunnel. What a tunnel. Tunnel. Yeah. It's actually something my brother used to say many, many years ago. You're, you're a tunnel. Or you're a mole. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned you're the word mole. 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 <laughs> I have a good word for that, but I don't think I can say it. You can, you say, can it. say it. By the way, explicit. So, um, yes, I can't smile you words. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... Bitch. Warning, warning, warning. <laughs> the word cunt is being said. I apologize if anyone is offended by I that word. I apologize not to. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but, like, you know, bitch, you know, mm. it, it's said in a more jovial kind of a way these totally. days. Whereas I think if you want to really make an impact in a statement when you're very about somebody, Really I don't <laughs> want to use that as a bad word because mm. I feel like men have got the word D as in dick and we have the word cunt yeah. as the word. Why does it have to be a negatory? Why can't it be a positive? I don't know. I'm still trying to find a way to spin it mm. to be a positive, but let's get mm. back to that later. Let's yeah. talk about pink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, can say, you, you can say it with a K. Oh. Oh. Or a CH, a chunt. A chunt, yeah, I like so that. Yeah. Or I like to say, <laughs> I like to say, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. That's, that's how the word was introduced to me. I didn't even know what it was when someone told me, oh, you know, she's a real see you next Tuesday. And I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, it's in the letters, you know. And I was like, C-U-N-T, what does that it's mean? Like, I still it's didn't still know what it meant. <laughs> that you're a female uh, a vagina. vagina, yeah. You know, and I, I think vaginas are beautiful. I do too. I think they're great. I hate how people 
go around and put like dick pics everywhere. And I totally, I was just saying to Ness and a friend a couple of weeks ago, I was like, wouldn't it be funny? And I'm not going to do this now because obviously I'm, telling, I'm everybody. telling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if I just went around and put pictures of vaginas everywhere? Like, would people be super offended? Would it make the news that, oh my goodness, this egregious, nasty, blah, blah, blah. Because I do feel that people, people are really frightened or disgusted by vaginas, even the word. They don't even like, I like the, the word. word vagina, but I mean, a big picture of vulva on a wall, mm. I don't know how I would see it. It just looks like a tulip, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. It looks like a flower. It's I've beautiful. I've been told mine's perfect, so I'm okay with mine getting it. Maybe take a photo and stick it out there. Okay, what, that's, what you, you know, <laughs> you know what? If you take a photo, I will draw it. <laughs> I will sketch it. I will make it beautiful colors, all the different shades of pink. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, beautiful. and then we can hang it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, can oh. we get back to yeah. our guests? I, I think let, let's take a short break. I think we should take a short break. <laughs> and just kind of, you know, mull over <laughs> the idea of drawing vaginas everywhere. Ooh, gosh, how many times have I said that today? Um, let's just take a short break, and then we'll be right back. Hey there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's Matt Young, and I want you to listen to the Story Chunder podcast based on the live event where Brisbane storytellers tell true and sometimes embarrassing stories from their lives for the delight and approval of a live audience. So listen in to the Story Chunder podcast. I'll see you at the Chunder. And we're back with our amazing guest, Kim. Now, Kim is the creator, one, two parts of the creator of Raise Your Glass, the pink tribute band. Now, your next performance will hopefully be September of 2020. So let's make... No? Hoping for October. October. I got it wrong when I read it. I would love it to be September. Same. <laughs> Crap. Sorry. October. Yeah. Oh, oh, COVID yes. Wait. COVID wait. I yes. say wait. I um, say wait. What's your first song? I mean, it gives it all away. What's your favorite song? All of them. Oh, see, that's the perfect answer. It's, yeah, and she, I, I'm just going to say this, Kim does a fucking amazing job as Pink. The first She's time really I saw it, I was, I was just kind of gobsmacked, and then it was like, oh, wait, i got to sing. <laughs> and I didn't want to because I just wanted to watch. I wanted to watch the show. Like the, if, you, if you've ever seen the show or if you're planning to see the show, it is a massive production. It's got lights. It's got a video screen where they do this beautiful video intro. It's got everything. It is an amazing show. And I'm going to stop talking because I'll let Pink talk. And My go. favorite song is <laughs> Just Like a Pill. Do you sing that? I do. I love that song. Yeah. I've got to have a connection. I've got to be able to find a connection to the song. If I can do that, then I can sell it. So, you know, every song that I choose that goes into our set list, it's because... I can relate to that song. That's a true performer. That's what we all do, isn't it? Mm. Whether it's a script or a song or a hundred percent. Now, um, and what drew you to Pink in the first place? Well, that's a long story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've got time. We've got a what class of lovely We've got Brian some Fletcher rose We've to got drink, some so please <laughs> regale us yeah. with the story. Go. Um. Well, basically, I sort of um. I guess us let's go right from the start. Um, I only started my singing and performing career once I turned 40. So um, I've been doing this for seven years. 
basically. I had kids early. They were all into music and my husband is the bass player in our show and is also the artistic director and the creative. So I guess we're both the creative directors. And um, yeah, so the kids left home, we had all this music equipment and you know, this was something that I always wanted in my life but just never felt that we were good enough to do it. Um, I was always in choirs at school, uh, in the high school band, um, did my first performance, got my lyrics, and got basically paid out by all my peers at school. Aww. So I was like, yeah, maybe this is not for me. So anyway, life went on. And um, so the kids left home, we had all the equipment. And I'd always wanted to sing songs in a band and all the rest of it. And one day I went to Grant and I said, hey, can I sing your song? So I sang him a song, and that was the first time he'd ever heard me sing. We've been together for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was kind of like, where did it come from? I said, I think I want to go get some vocal lessons and I want to do something with it. But I only ever envisaged that I would be doing open. I never thought that I would end up where I am now. And um, sort of it's so, yeah, we started off. I got myself a vocal coach, did the Sunday open mic sessions and... Um, yeah, just there was a heap of people that were there and they're like, you guys have got to put a band together. And we're like, we got a scholarship and a PA and everything else from the kids. So we kind of came up with this large band. We mucking around twice a week. And um, a friend of mine that I went to high school with, he was 40th so as well. And he said, bring your band, sing at my 40th. And we're like, and that was kind of like my first time I'd ever performed in front of people. And um, there just happened to be another band there um, called American Idiots. And they were three days ago. And um, their management were there and their um, sound engineer and everything like that were there. And so they had everything set up for us. And um, we sang 12 songs and I drank a bottle of vodka. And apparently somewhere in amongst all of that, they were like, we need you to come and do this. I was like, whatever. And um, a couple of weeks later, I was got the bug. You know, I was like, awesome. I want to do that again. I just want to go and play in a dirty pub. I was on myself. <laughs> he does that. Yeah, that's that's the life, hey. Because <laughs> you know, I just never thought that I'd ever be able to do this. You know, so I was just looking for a dirty corner in a pub where I could play with my friends and, you know. Have a bit of fun. That sounds dirty. But, um, <laughs> take it whichever way. I love it. And you, you know how I love dirty sayings. So, yeah. yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'd made some contacts and I said, you know, he was trying to get into these venues and they're all telling me I needed an agent. And I was like, I just want to play music. Like, why is this so hard? And, um, so I made contact with them and they were like, we have been waiting for contact and oh okay well how do I get into these venues into these pubs where play some music and um Andrew Woods who's first sound engineer um he said give me an hour I'll be back to you I was like oh okay sure got the phone call and he said um how would you like to open up the 27 at Southport RSL at the end of the week 
I've just got goosebumps. Oh my god, that's so cool. Amazing. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. So then I had to quickly bring my band and go, to do this yeah. <laughs> and um so we convinced ourselves that we were and we went in there and we had an awesome time and then i was just by this guys like you've got to penetrate it's like hey you've got to do it and like i don't think i can do that like i've just done this second time i've performed in front of people and take the Papua new guinea for my first show and put this whole thing together and um we quickly realised that the band that we had didn't have good enough players at the time of what we wanted to achieve. So then it became the evolution of where we are today. So um, apparently, when I had a bottle of vodka, Robin Clements, he was the drummer for American Idiots. He's a nice guy, right? Apparently, I went up to him and said, "You're going to be my drummer." And he was. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I find that if you tell men they're going to do something, they'll do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being a Scorpio, you pretty much always get what you want anyway. Pretty so. much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dream it and it shall be. That's right, yes. I love it how your dream came true. That's yes. so awesome. It's scary. And I can't believe you're 47. <laughs> I know. She looks amazing. You look amazing. Just like and I always I'm always like oh we're the same age and she's like I'm older than you I was like technically the same age yeah we're technically Um, the same see I told you (laughs) what we need to do is I feel like like asking you to sing but it's like the worst thing that you do to performers if by the way folks never ask somebody to sing on the spot without giving them uh, a little bit of warning but all I want to do is listen to this show how can I find out more about raise your glass She's just taking a massive swig of the old rosé. <laughs> I'll pass it on to Asabi. Asabi, how do I find out more about Rachel All Glass? right, I will read out their social media. So if you go on to Instagram, you will find them at raiseyourglass underscore the Aust Pink Show. On Facebook, they are Pink Tribute. On Twitter, they are Pink underscore Tribute. And their website is www.tributetopink.com.au. Oh, it's like she read it from a script. I know, isn't that amazing? All from my head. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a good memory. That's right. What's your favorite (laughs) performance so far? Too many. There's so many. I think, like, every time we go out and perform, I think there is just something that makes that show special for that. So there's just no way that you could really narrow it down, I don't think. What, what, what? What, what brought out the whole pink and then all of a sudden we're going to add Lady Gaga and then all of a sudden we're going to add Aretha? What brought women of power to the stage? Um, well, again, um, another agent in New South Wales um, loved our pink show. We'd been sort of touring down there for a couple of years and um, he said, hey, what do you reckon about chucking in Lady Gaga? And... Um, I was kind of, okay, but I don't, I don't want to do two artists. I don't think I can do that. And it all sort of happened. Timing is everything, isn't it? It is, definitely. And um, this all kind of came about after um, Asabi was going to take a little bit of a back step for a little while um, because she had so much going on in her ever-so-busy life. And so we're forever always grateful when we can have her. Um so we had the beautiful Emily 
audition for um, to take, you know, step in and help out Asabi with backing vocals. And um, I think she'd been with us for six months. I think so. Yeah, about yeah, six months. It, yeah, it wasn't very long when all of this came about, and so we're going. Who could you know who could be Gaza? Emily is very expensive. Very. And she fits the bill. She's <laughs> yeah. And does she sing like her? Oh yes. Mm. She, she. I so love Gaga. Emily is a contralto. She's one of the few women that I know personally who is a contralto. And for those of you who don't know, a contralto is probably the lowest female voice that you can have. It sits below alto. It sort of straddles uh, female alto and male tenor. So she can she can sing into some low male parts, right? But she she can't sing into the upper alto. That's about the the top of her range, and she can pull off Lady Gaga. Because if you've listened to Lady Gaga's music, Lady Gaga has a bit. She has that very low range, but she also has a bit of an upper range. And Emily just she embodies her. She's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. So she just she does an awesome. Um, so yeah, so we sort of asked her, we said, hey, do you like Lady Gaga? She was like, ah. And I said, do you want to give this a go? And she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so you're making other people's dreams come true. I don't think she said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, she was, I mean, and for her as well, like this, we were kind of her first real big band that she'd ever been with. And um, mm. so she was just, you know, ecstatic to have the opportunity. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we all sort of put this show together and um, unfortunately due to timings and everybody's schedules and everything, um, I don't think we actually got to do a rehearsal, did we? I don't know. I think we did one. We did I know we did one because I think you guys asked me if I would be available to do the uh, definitely do the Pink Gaga stuff. Yeah. Even if I couldn't do just Pink, and I said, yeah, sure. If you yeah. if you book a Pink Gaga, I'll come in yeah. because it would have just been too difficult to find another performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, we did. I think we did one rehearsal. I remember rehearsing once with all the Gaga tracks. Actually, we did, but. Emily forgot the rehearsal. Oh, that's right. Oops. Anyway. It was, it was, it was, it was us. We Oops. turned up for our rehearsal. That's right. I yeah. remember. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. This is life. This is, is this is how things happen. People forget shit all the time. All the yeah. time. Yeah. And she she is a stunning Gaga. So seriously, yeah. people, go onto the Instagram page. To see the photos of Kim as Pink and Emily as Lady Gaga, they're stunning. It's and just then, it's and Asabi as Aretha. What yeah. made you bring Aretha into it? So I understand Gaga and Pink because they are two very strong women who, in the in the pop culture that we are living in, have lifted up a generation of LGBTQ, um, and they've also helped people um, show themselves and establish a, a lot of strength in pop. Pop music has always had a bit of a it's pop music, but it's actually, I think Pink and, and Gaga have, and Madonna, have made pop relevant and also socially relevant. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think also, for me, um, the artist.
just that kind of that I gravitate most with is the ones that write from the heart. Their lyrics is what gets me. So Pink writes very true words. Lady Gaga writes very true words. She has had, you know, some other stuff, but I'm pretty sure that's pretty self-expression. Um, Madonna, I didn't play the cat, even as growing up. Like, just that was just me personally. I feel like she was a trailblazer. She definitely was, yeah. I mean, she, she's written she, every single one of her lyrics, by the way. Yeah, so, um, yes, she is awesome. And, yes, she, she broke a lot of ground for, um, for female artists, you know, so she is a trailblazer in that respect. But, yeah, I mean, she just did, like, she doesn't resonate with me. I guess. Um, and I think Aretha for her time was pretty much like that as well, you know? Um, and so why not? Why not have these three fierce women? You know, they're from different decades, sure, different styles of genre of music. But you've got pop rock, you've got soul. I mean Yeah, perfect. It sounds like a perfect show. Yeah, I think, and I think people were kind of. I know when we first did the the uh, queens of pop, rock, and soul, people were like, "How is that going to work?" But it does. It works very well. Mm. So all three, three very different, different sounds. Yeah. And and but everyone loves their music. They're three artists that are deeply loved by everyone. Mm. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Mm. I I love all three. I love Gaga more than I love the others. Yeah. That's just because <laughs> I just do. Yeah. Like, she rocks my world. Mm. But I remember growing up listening to Aretha and just loving the shit out of her. Yeah. And Pink, my sister, like, loves Pink. Been to see her a couple of times. And I admire what she's done and I admire what she stands for, which is really exciting to do that over here. I would just love to get this out to Pink so she could hear you. Oh, oh yes, should, I agree. We should send <laughs> this off to her. We should. Anybody of our listeners know Pink? Forward this on to her. Yes. Please. Pink, you need to hear this. Please. Oh, Please. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back with our guests. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes. We're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like, and a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. And we're back. And today we are talking with Kim Both, who is the lead singer of the Raise Your Glass, the Australian Pink Show. She embodies pink very successfully, I might add. And in tribute to her, we are drinking a lovely wine from nakedwines.com.au, Brian Fletcher's Margaret River Rosé, which is, would you say, pink? Oh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, okay. <laughs> it is, it is a, actually a very delicious rosé, I will say. What, what do you think of, of this one? It is very, very nice. Um, I've never actually had rosé before. Oh, we I popped your rosé cherry. Nice. <laughs> a rosé virgin. Uh, no longer. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm more of like a dry white. Dry kind white of kind of thing. Well. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely love feeling, feeling wines. I love the passion fruit undertone. Wow. Um, so, yeah, this is actually very nice. I would 
Oh, yay. I'm so glad you like that. Thank you. Oh, well, if you anybody wants to buy it, or even if you want to buy it, check out the, uh, check out, sorry, nakedwines.com.au forward slash sympathy, where you can get a $100 voucher to use on your next uh, six bottles, or is it 12 bottles of I wine? Think, I think it's any bottles. Any bottles? Any bottles. Sweet. Yes. Use so it. Brian Fletcher's Margaret River Rosé 2020. Yeah, very good. Very good. All right. So, Kim. Do you have anything that you would like to promote, anything coming up? I know you said there's a potential gig maybe in October? Um, yeah, at this stage um, for our photo show, and there's probably stuff that you don't know. Uh-oh. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> like, Asabi, are you available for this? Uh, let me look. <laughs> Do you need someone to help pour wine and drink it with you? Yeah. <laughs> Every other weekend, I'm available. Yeah, we can have our own sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, so, pending COVID border closures um, or openings, um, we do have a first run of shows um, in northern New South Wales for the long weekend. Um, so, um, playing at the Holy Moe on Sunday, the floor. The with? The Hoey Moey. The Hoey Moey. Yes, <laughs> it is an awesome place. If if you can get across the border, the oh, rest of us. shivers. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a um, one. Yeah. So, and another venue that um, the Sea View Hotel, which we've never played at before. So, um, yeah, the, that should be our first sort of run. And then we're looking to go up to Gladstone again. Nice. So, we've got two shows up there and if we can possibly get across the border again um, we've got a show on Dubbo. Um, Love so Dubbo. <laughs> hey so we are talking about closing borders and COVID and we've had a lot of guests recently. How outside of the, the shitty thing that happened with your job which I'm so sorry about, um, how has COVID affected you personally outside of the closures of things? Um, well kind of destroyed my world <laughs> in a nutshell. I love it. How do you do that with a laugh? <laughs> well, you know, if you don't have breakfast, then who knows going to follow me. So, um, yeah, it was really hard because this year was going to be our year. Um, so, you know, we had, we were looking at two plus shows this year, which we had worked pretty hard for all the other previous years leading up to it. Um, yeah, it was kind of it was really, really shitty. And at the same time, you know, my workplace was struggling with how to its business running. Um, so they put a lot of pressure on us. They streamlined our teams. And, yeah, so it sort of, um, yeah, it was not a very comfortable time. I ended up by taking a bit of time off work because I just became so overwhelmed with the loss of everything. Because it was kind of like you're losing part of yourself. And, you know, we're a lot better now. We're, we're a lot more positive. We're, you know, we can see a little bit of a light. But for a long time, we were just kind of standing idle. And when you're on the revolution that we're on of going day to day, week to week, weekend to weekend, show to show, when you kind of get pulled on a huge chase chain, you feel like the spirit still has its momentum. It was really hard. 
Mm, I agree, and mm. and I second the sentiment that the Raise Your Glass team really is a family. I think I was telling Ness when I was trying to explain to her how much you mean to me. Um, <laughs> I was saying that I had done a performance, or I'd gone down to Adelaide Fringe to do a performance, and whilst overall the experience was amazing, there were some struggles, and I'd said that I called Kim crying and just saying thank you because every like I never have to worry when I perform with them when I do anything with them they really look after their team and their performers I'm getting teary now and um <laughs> and I, I was just teary before too <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I was I was you know I just I, I just kind of felt that I hadn't been as appreciative because I don't know maybe I felt entitled or whatever and I just wanted to say thank you. And she was just like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, nothing is wrong. I just want to tell you how much you mean to me and how much I appreciate you taking me on board and working with us and looking after us. It's true. It is true. They are a very amazing team to work for. Sorry. I'm Guys, we are all choking <laughs> up right now. I think we not have to take a quick break. And everybody get a tissue. That's right. I have tissues. Okay, good. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at thatsnotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash thatsnotcanon. And we're back. And we're gathered. We're gathered. We've got our, our shit together. Somewhat. Um, <laughs> um, th- yeah, but I think that you were so eloquent, Kim, then just with, with what you were saying that really struck a chord, that there would have been 52 weeks. That's the whole year. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, and it's also, it's not just you. It's, it's your family, which is your band, mm-hmm. and, and also your other family, which is your family, and the livelihood, and also the fans. Because this show has had a lot of, of spark and talk. How did you get, get through it? So that's how you felt. How did you get through it? I drank a lot. Excellent. The COVID candles took over. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I ate a lot. And um, I think you just, you've just got to work through your emotions and, and work out... Um, what can you control? You can't control this. It's out of our control. We've got, there's nothing that any one of us could do to change the government of venue's mind in order for us to do what we want to do, basically, and that's perform live. Um, so it was basically, yeah, we just, um, just um, systematically, I guess, in your mind, go, go, well, I can't, I can't control that. What can I do? What can I control, and just let go of what you can't. Um, until you kind of are at a point of acceptance, then I think once you've done that, um, now I'm on the other side of it, and I'm going right now. What can I do with the things that have changed so far? What can I do to get us back out? And um, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, I just want to say uh, I'd like us to all raise our glass. <laughs> oh, see what I did there? To two of the most amazing performers I think I've ever met in my entire life. Kim has been an absolute pleasure. 
Thank you so much for being a part of our 14th podcast. Yes, our 14th. Asabi, I can't wait to see you on stage with this phenomenon that is Kim slash Pink. I can't wait to bring you to a performance. Oh, my God. Like, you will so love it. Fun. You will love it. Right. Charles. Cheers, love everyone. You, love you too, lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. And that's our episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wine and Sympathy. We hope you've been enjoying the episodes. And as always, you can follow us on Facebook at Wine Sympathy, on Instagram at Wine Sympathy. And if you ever want to reach out to us, please feel free to email us at info at winesympathy.page. That's info, I-N-F-O, at winesympathy.page. Thanks, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.